everyone. Welcome back to Life Chats with Liv B. And this is episode three. So excited to have you here listening today. So if you haven't listened to this podcast before, the first episode was an intro where I talked about what you can expect from the podcast and I shared the story of how I grew on YouTube. And then in the second episode, I talked about what I have been doing to stay happy and stay positive throughout the cold and dreary winter months. I thought that today since this is kind of something that a lot of people have been asking for. Today, I would do an episode all about veganism, um, the story about why I decided to go vegan, what kind of pushed me to do it full, um, because it actually took me uh, quite a while to transition to being full vegan. Okay, I'm having so much trouble saying the word transition today. So I went on my first live TV show this morning to promote the launch of my cookbook. And literally on live TV, I struggled twice to say the word transition. Like (laughs) in the video, I say transition, transition. And then I just like quickly moved on and hoped that nobody noticed. And then when my boyfriend and I were watching it back, he just burst out laughing, listening to me struggle to say the word transition. And I just did it again. So now I'm scared that it's going to be one of those words that I struggle with every time I try and say it now when it's like, because on morning shows and like thing like media things, they always ask about transitioning to a, a plant-based diet. And so I'm going to have to say the word transition a lot. And now I'm going to have to practice saying transition so that I don't mess it up every time. Because now in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, what if it's like this thing that I mess up on every single interview that I do? Okay. Anyways, so it actually took me a couple of years to transition to a fully vegan diet slash lifestyle. And so I wanted to share just like why I decided to do it, my story, um, kind of like my philosophy on being vegan and all of that. And then also I posted a photo on my Instagram today saying to ask all of your vegan questions there and I will answer them. I'm having the feeling that this might end up being a two-part episode because I want to keep all of my episodes around under the half an hour mark and I won't know until I'm finished talking how long this is going to be but um, if it ends up being two parts then it will just be one right after another. I decided that I'm going to start uploading the podcasts on Sunday slash Monday so if this is a two-part episode then I will be posting it now and then another one on Sunday or Monday just to kind of like get the ball rolling on that. So there might be two really close together. Not that you really care about that too much, but just so you know, podcast episodes will be Sunday or Monday and I will make that more clear and more public when I figure it out. Since this is my first podcast, figuring out iTunes and all of those things and like how long it takes for certain platforms to um, update with the new episodes and all of that, it's kind of been a learning curve for me. So excuse the little bit of a not consistent uploading schedule thus far, but it will be more consistent going forward, I promise. Okay, so I think I will just dive right in to my vegan story, basically the story of how I went from a (laughs) regular meat-eating, cheese-loving, just like very normal fish and egg eating. I ate all of the animal products pretty much, and I also like led a very like quite healthy lifestyle growing up, and um, going vegan was never something that I ever even considered. When I was eight, I kind of 
told my parents I wanted to be a vegetarian and then they shut that down pretty quickly. But um, yeah, eventually I found it. So I'll just kind of start from the beginning and hopefully you guys can grab yourself a little snack or a little mug wherever you are of a nice warm drink and settle in. Let me weave you a tale of my vegan story. This story starts back in my very first week of college. So I moved away from home downtown, so like 20 minutes away from home, lived on campus at King's College here in Halifax. Um, But that is important because what it means is that I went from eating all my meals at home to eating all of my meals at a meal hall. (laughs) No shade to King's, but the the meal hall, it wasn't that great. It it was not five-star dining, that's for sure. Um, The food was good, like it was definitely satisfactory, but Thank goodness I was not vegan back then when I first moved there because the vegan options basically were the salad bar. And let me tell you, it was a sad, small salad bar. It basically looked like Subway without the meat and cheese, just like in a little cart. So if you can imagine the kind of vegetables that they have at Subway, that was what the salad bar was like. So yeah, good thing I wasn't vegan back then. So I moved there, started living there. Within my first week of being in university, I came down with EBV, which is Epstein-Barr virus, um, which is, it's, I guess, can be like a precursor to mono or it can turn into mono or it's related to mono. Anyways, um, I didn't have mono, but I did have EBV, which is similar to mono. So I was very, very, very sick, missed all of Frosh Week, didn't even get to know my roommate because I was in and out of the doctor and like staying at my ex-boyfriend's house. Um, he was my boyfriend at the time. I wasn't like staying at my ex-boyfriend's house. Uh, anyways, so I was staying at his house. Anyways, didn't get to know my roommate, nothing. I eventually got better, but what was weird was that all of a sudden I was having these like crazy digestive troubles. So every day we had a two-hour lecture every morning. The program that I did was called the foundation year program. And it was kind of like a literature study where you start from like the very first piece of literature ever found that was, I'm pretty sure it was like written on a rock or something. And then they put it onto paper when they found it. So you start there and then you do like all literature up until modern day. Anyways, it was super intense. And um, because of that, we had a lecture, two hour lecture every morning. So I would go to meal hall and then go straight to the two hour lecture. And in the lecture, I would have to like run out of the lecture. Okay, I didn't run, but I would have to get up abruptly out of the lecture and run to the bathroom every single day, like half an hour after I was done eating breakfast. This is like kind of embarrassing to talk about. Um, But anyways, I would eat breakfast. Normally, I would have a cheese omelet and a glass of milk. Honestly, it was like a very, very heavy on the cheddar cheese no vegetables, no meat, just like cheese omelet and a glass of milk. Like I, they had a milk dispenser. Oh, anyways, it was weird, but yeah, had a lot of dairy. So I would get out, get up and run to the bathroom. I had bad stomach pains. I had all of the, you know, bowel situations going on. And long story short, I have told the doctor, I was like, I'm having so much problems, blah, blah, blah. She was like, okay, I would say you're lactose intolerant, like stop eating lactose and see if it gets better. And it did get better. I stopped having to run to the bathroom (laughs) like half an hour after I ate a cheese omelet because I stopped eating cheese omelets. But the bad part was I was still having a lot of digestive issues, like a ton of bloating, a ton of gas. Like my stomach was always just pushed out 
and really hard. And so following that was just months and months of naturopaths, going to my family doctor, trying to get in to see a specialist doctor. Um, I would have like stomach pains after I ate everything. And so they did like ultrasounds, they did stool tests, they did all these type of tests, blood tests, everything, trying to find out if I had like cancer or an ulcer or, you know, any of the things that could be causing such seemingly random but pointed pain. Even though um, taking out lactose made it better, I still had really bad digestive problems. And it got so bad that basically after everything I ate, I was just in so much pain, so much bloating. I would feel nauseous. Like it was just, it was not good. And needless to say, like when you're in your first year of university, just trying to be a normal student and you're dealing with like very uncomfortable digestive distress after you eat anything, it was really rough. Eventually, I just started taking it upon myself to try cutting out different foods. Oh, also, when I went to the naturopath, she told me to cut out like gluten and sugar and all of those things that they put you on like an elimination diet. Um, And I found out that a lot of those things were fine. Like I was totally fine with gluten and all of that, which I was kind of sad about. I was kind of hoping it was gluten because so many people just like give up gluten and their life becomes a million times better. But sadly, and also fortunately, I can still eat gluten with no problem. But basically, I just took it upon myself to start cutting out the foods that were really making me not feel good. And the next one to go was red meat. I remember my last burger, I remember eating it and I honestly think that that didn't digest for like two days. I felt like I just had this rock in my stomach. I had so much pain and I remember being like, okay, this is it. Like I'm not eating red meat anymore. And I was still eating chicken, eggs, and fish at that point. By this point, my symptoms were kind of like manageable, still bad. I was still on a waiting list to see a GI specialist. Oh my gosh, am I going to have trouble saying specialist now? GI specialist. And my doctor was just kind of telling me like, you probably have IBS. Um, which is irritable bowel syndrome. She's like, there's not really a cure from it. You should try walking and doing yoga, eliminating stress. And then also like, here's a list of this thing called a low FODMAP diet. Like you should try, you know, trying this out, see if these foods bother you, blah, blah, blah. So I had kind of just accepted that I had IBS. This is like a topic for a whole nother podcast all about my like IBS struggle. But basically, um, A few months later, I remember I was sitting in my living room. I was just kind of looking up like lots of stuff about cutting out meat and stuff. And then I came across and I had never, like I knew that there was um, factory farm footage out there, like sad slaughterhouse videos about animals. And I totally avoided them, like never watched a single one. And I remember reading this article, it was just on like a, some sort of, I guess, like activism website, but it wasn't super crazy, like not super scary. It was just an article that talked about kind of like the realities of animal agriculture and what it means to raise animals for the purpose of killing them for meat. And I had never thought about it really before. Like I, I knew obviously that animals had to be killed for them to become meat, but I didn't think of the actual reality of like what that means on a large scale in our world. Like basically like the food system, like I had no idea. I skipped over the one about cows because I was like, okay, I I don't like eat cows anymore. So that's totally fine. Just not even going to read that. But then I was reading the one about chickens and I remember... (laughs) I texted my boyfriend, same, okay, my ex-boyfriend, boyfriend boyfriend at the time, I texted him and I was like, I 
uh, like might not be eating chicken anymore. And he was like, haha, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, um, well, I don't know. I just read this thing and I don't think I can eat chicken anymore. Like it's kind of, I might just become a vegetarian. Like I told my parents and they were like, that's kind of ridiculous. Like you're, you're being a bit much right now. Like if chicken doesn't bother your stomach, then you should consider eating it because it's, you know, good protein and nutrients and stuff. And then I remember we went out for Chinese food that night and I announced to the table, I was like, guys, I think I'm going to be a vegetarian. And my aunts and uncles looked at me and they were like, okay, well, like your cousin was a vegetarian for a few months and then she stopped doing it. And um, long story short, no one really took me that seriously. But I remember I picked up a piece of lemon chicken. I hadn't put any meat on my plate that night. And I picked up a piece of lemon chicken and I ate a bite of it. And all I could think about was that article. And for some reason, like it wasn't like I saw something horrific or graphic, but I just thought about the reality of the fact that like this piece of food that was on my plate was once a living animal that was born and then raised for the sole purpose of being on my plate. And it just struck me so hard. And after I kind of like chewed and swallowed that bite, I was just like, nope, that's it. And ever since then, I have not ever had another bite of chicken or meat at all. And it's such a vivid memory in my brain because it was like the very last thing that I ever put in my body. My story with eggs and fish actually is kind of like a two year long transition. And then eventually I just realized that whenever I ate eggs, it kind of made me feel a little bit sick. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll just cut those out and I'll only eat fish. Like I'll be pescatarian. And um, cutting out eggs was pretty easy, honestly. I remember my dad was pretty pissed. He was like, oh, so what? You're giving up eggs now? Like you're going to be what? Like a full vegan? And I got kind of defensive and I was like, yeah, I am cutting out eggs. Like, needless to say, me, me going vegan in a household full of just like very regular omnivores was, it kind of shook it up a little bit. It caused a lot of tension, but essentially over the course of two years, I slowly stopped eating fish. I don't remember my last bite of fish. I don't remember my last egg. I just remember that eventually I was like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm just going to be fully vegan. And I wish that I could say like it all clicked at once and I just went like I stopped eating everything all at once. But for some reason, eating fish and eggs seems less bad to me. So I took longer to phase them out. That is kind of like my very long winded explanation of how I came to veganism. It 100% was not for ethical reasons at the beginning. Like when I cut out um, dairy and stuff, like I didn't read about the dairy industry at all. I, I didn't understand that in order for cows to produce milk, they had to have a baby, but the baby couldn't have any of the milk because humans take the milk. Like I didn't really understand that. Oh, ever since I have like cut out these things and just kind of gotten deeper into being vegan and like looking into the impact that it has on everything, I've just realized so much that like there really is a strong argument to be made for not consuming these products. And I honestly didn't notice like a huge improvement in my energy levels or anything like that because it was such a slow transition. I think when people say like they went vegan overnight and they noticed all these huge changes and they feel so much better, it's because they cut things out very quickly. Whereas I cut things out so slowly, I didn't lose weight. I didn't, you know, even before this, I didn't have high blood pressure. I didn't have high cholesterol. I was really young. Like I didn't have a lot of health problems apart from a sad digestive system. So I didn't notice huge uh, like improvements in my health or anything. 
But um, I did notice an, an improvement right away in my digestion. <laughs> digestion. <laughs> Someone help me. <laughs> I did notice a huge improvement in my digestion. So yeah, that is how I went from eating all those things and enjoying them to being a vegan and loving being a vegan. There are so many times like throughout my daily life that I just stop and think about how much I love being vegan. I just love that I can still have the same things that everyone else does like mac and cheese and pizza and cookies and pasta, but I just don't need the animal products. So I love being vegan so much. I love coming up with recipes. Like that's of course why I started my YouTube channel because when I started going vegan, I had to learn how to cook differently and learn new recipes. And I wanted to share what I was creating too. So I just honestly find it like such a rewarding and like a creatively stimulating way to live because you're always trying to think up new and fun ways to use plants. Sounds kind of nerdy. It's like, I don't know, (laughs) but it's just really, really fun for me. Like I have the best time trying to create the most comforting, awesome, cheesy mac and cheese without using dairy. Like when I succeeded in that and made a video on the mac and cheese that I love and everybody started making it and loving it, that was like one of the best days ever because honestly, just knowing that all of these people had that revelation too, that's like, wow, I can make this amazing mac and cheese and I don't have to use dairy if I don't want. Like for people who have dairy allergies or lactose intolerance or people who are plant-based, like all of these people can enjoy it now and you just don't need the dairy. Yeah, that is my story of how I started living that plant-based life. I think now I will just touch on kind of like my approach to eating vegan and also just like my dietary philosophy in general. And that is the philosophy of balance. Oh man, balance is such a word that is just thrown around on the internet. They just sprinkle the word balance around the internet like it's freaking confetti. Balance is something that I kind of had to work hard to attain, but now that I'm here, I'm living that balanced life and I'm loving the balanced life. What I mean when I say balance is I see it for myself anyways as eating a mixture of healthy and comfort foods and that's kind of like body foods and soul foods. (laughs) That's a super lame way of putting it. But essentially, you know what I'm talking about. Like when you drink a green smoothie made with orange juice and some frozen bananas and some kale, spinach, hemp seeds, and it's just like all those good vitamins makes you feel all good and like healthy. That's body food. That's food that's really actually nourishing your body and making it feel good. But I would be lying if I told you that I ate like that all the time. Generally speaking, I have usually a healthy breakfast. So like a smoothie or oatmeal, things that just start the day off feeling really good. And then for the rest of the day, I kind of go with a mixture of the healthy and the comfort foods. Because if I try to eat all pure plant-based whole foods, like super healthy foods, first of all, I know my digestion would not be happy with me. I cannot eat super healthy all the time. Like if I ate just legumes, nuts, seeds, you know, whole foods, vegetables, raw vegetables, grains, I physically would probably feel not that great. A lot of those foods are a little bit harder on your digestion. They're very full of fiber, but also 
mentally and soul wise, I would just be crushed if I had to eat healthy freaking foods all the time. I'm not joking. I wish I could be those people that eat raw vegetables with hummus all the time, but I just can't. And since attaining this elusive feeling of balance that I've talked about, I swear there are some days that I feel I'm like, I need a green smoothie right now and I drink it and I feel absolutely amazing. And then there are days when I'm like, I want cookies so bad. So I stop what I'm doing. I turn off the Netflix. I go into the kitchen and I make a batch of cookies and I eat one fresh out of the oven. And then I eat two more fresh out of the oven and I feel completely fine. Like I almost feel as though I just ate the healthiest meal of my life. Like I feel so nourished. When you listen to your body and you eat what you want to eat, it just works. And I'm not trying to tell you guys to eat foods that are bad for you. Obviously cookies are not quote unquote health foods, but they to me are soul foods and they are how I achieve balance in my life. They're how I stay sane not just cookies, not saying that cookies make me stay sane, but like comfort foods and foods that I love eating because they taste good. Those are the kind of things that just make me feel so balanced. Listening to what my body wants and all you really have to do is just pause for a minute, maybe even close your eyes if you want to get really intense and just think about it for one second and the food that pops into your head, generally speaking, is what your body is wanting and when you start doing this more and more you'll find that it gets easier and easier to know what you want on any given day the other night I (laughs) it's so random like guys maybe sometimes I think like am I pregnant because I just have these such specific random cravings and this is what I'm talking about about my body telling me like what it wants at any given time. So I texted my boyfriend and I was like, do you know what I want for dinner? I want a Hawaiian pizza with the real fake meats bacon that we just bought, which is like the vegan butcher shop here in Halifax. And I was like, and I want pineapple on it and I want vegan mozzarella cheese and I want fries and I want double chocolate cookies. <laughs> like It was very specific. I don't want regular chocolate chip cookies. I want chocolate cookies with chocolate chips. So that evening we made those things and I have never felt so perfect in my life. Like stomach was flat, no bloating, felt just so totally perfect. The next day I went for a run on the treadmill. It was like one of the best runs I've ever had. I don't know if this is just like some weird thing about me or if it's just like listening to your body and eating healthy when you want to eat healthy and eating comfort when you want to eat comfort. It does wonders for me at least. It really does. So Okay, I think I'm going to end episode three here and then I'm going to do the vegan questions in episode four, which will be part two of this episode. So um, watch out for that coming soon. But thank you so much for listening. I hope that this was helpful to you or at least interesting to hear my very long winded account of why I went vegan. Um, And I hope you got something out of this. So thank you so much for listening and huge thank you to everyone who has left reviews on iTunes. I appreciate it so much. So if you have a spare second to leave a review, I would absolutely love that. That is everything for me today. I hope you guys are doing well and having an amazing day wherever in the world you are. And I will talk to you guys next time. Bye guys. Bye.